over it. I don't know what you're talking about. Would you lend money to friends or family? Um, yeah, I would because most family or friends, they're like close to me. So if they need it, then I'd give it to them to help them out because they wouldn't ask if they didn't need it. guys how are you and welcome to Lucier Wonders Why. I know it's been some time but everything is all good and working up towards season three episode four within this COVID-19 lockdown. I just want to say a big hey hey hello to anyone and everyone that is listening Uh, to this episode today we are going to be talking about a serious serious case right so we're going to be talking about the whys and we're going to be flowing uh, with a control convo kind of talk it's quite a wide wide topic but we're just going to do the best that we can so the topic that I'm going to be talking about today is money principles um, but in particular lending of money why does money have emotional ties to it when you're you're lending money why does it have emotional ties and this is a big deal <laughs> this is a big deal because First things first that pops into my mind is um, uh, you've got to ask yourself questions like, okay, uh, can you afford to lend out this money? Have you got spare money to lend? Um, How will you behave or how will you act knowing if you don't get that money back? Um, Some people don't get to think about that, but that's an important one. And, And are you able to forgive the person if they don't give you your money back that's another thing as well and depending on the timing of things or when you get approached or when you get asked it's always good to think about things first that would be the best thing that I could advise anybody think about things first so if someone's ringing you if someone's whatsapping you and they need a couple of dollars if you're in the USA they need a couple of pounds if it's the UK or wherever you may be whatever your currency um think about it don't just make that hasty decision just think about it because there's two factors here right let's break it down there's two factors you've got the the risky and you've got the respectful and there's more there's more things within the risky kind of pool and 
a few of them that stands out in my mind that I can think of is the fact that the relationship may never be the same. Um, Once you lend money out to somebody, the relationship, it it could have a serious breakdown. Um, And I'm not just talking about a relationship between a, 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 a personal, sexual, physical relationship. I'm just talking in general. It could be friendship as well. So relationship on all sides, right? So between your family and friends, whoever you're lending to, um, you you can have an experience, an emotional breakdown with the breakdown of your, your, your relationship. I mean, it determines the survival of the relationship that you have. And one person could result to anger and while the other person could result to guilt and remorse and with money it can never always be the same understanding when there isn't barriers um, or boundaries created around the lending it can bring a lot of tension as well so for example um I would call it an open gateway. An open gateway for me within the risky pool is the fact that there's no timeline, there's no time frame, there's no deadline, there's no deadline frame um, of any agreement. And it puts it puts the person who's lending the money in limbo because one person will always have that expectation and the other person who's taken the money or borrowed the money Um, doesn't have that expectation when there's been no agreement made or no boundaries made. You know, the borrower expects payment um, to be paid whenever they feel like it or whenever they're ready. It all depends on the person at the same time. But then on the other hand, you can have the lender who is worrying when will they get paid. And depending on the lender, they could have had plans before they got let's call it interrupted, um, to be asked about if they could lend out some money. They could have had plans where they're putting money down towards a car. They could have had plans where they're putting money down to go on holiday with their family. They could have had plans where they're paying for a hospital bill for somebody. Whatever it may be, um, they had plans and the trust can be broken. So therefore it's always good. And people always laugh at me, you know, when I when I talk about, you know, my judge duty days where <laughs> where I used to be, um, you know, like a lot of people like watching the Kim Kardashians and all these reality stuff. I used to watch the Judge Judy's, the the divorce court, I still watch that, even though it's not Judge Lynn Toller anymore. Um, it's Judge Faith. You know, I like the little, you know, uh, law kind of um, programs and it teaches you a lot of things. And that's why I always say a written agreement is very, very important. I mean, money isn't isn't in our lives just to be kept, you know, kept forever, forever. Amen. You, you got to use it, you know. So I think within that that sense it's a limbo situation in regards to the risky pool where um you lend out money and there has been no boundaries or no agreement and you're lending it out the the goodness of your heart um because the person's story to you is is um quite emotional and um very important and, and and possibly an emergency 
Um, but as I said earlier on in the podcast, you've got to have those questions before you to say, well, do I have the money spare? Um, and how will the person behave or how will the person act knowing that, you know, you are lending out the money and you expect that money back? And are you able to forgive that person as well if they don't give it to you back? So you've got that limbo situation that is risky. Um, but you've also got as well the awkward situation where um, if it's been after a certain time <laughs> and, you know, you ain't heard of nothing going on, they ain't got back to you about, you know, they're going to be uh, a bit late with the money, um, something like that. Then if you have mutual friends in common, that is also as well a bit awkward Um, it can make social gatherings or gatherings between mutual friends a bit awkward, you know, because eventually everybody talks and sometimes the person who's lent out the money, depending on the person as well, they could probably get frustrated um, and to the point where it depends who they confide in, can that person who they have confided in keep it to themselves, Um, you know, so... And at the same time, (laughs) it's really bad. But the person who's borrowed the money may know that they owe the person the money and just quite simply bare-faced. How are you doing? How's things? Um, I'm getting a new this. I'm getting a new that. Or, you know, you might see them with a new Apple Watch or whatever it may be. And they just talk to you like everything's fine. (laughs) Everything is fine. You know, they don't bring up the fact that they're slightly late with the payment. Um, They don't mention nothing. They just, and it's worse if they brag or they gloat about trying to get, you know, something expensive where you have heard them talk about something very important for which is why they came to you with a reason of wanting to borrow. So that can be hurtful as well. Um, to the situation it it can be awkward so you've got the limbo you've got being awkward and I think what's also risky is um, the fact that the borrower the person who's borrowed the money when you're lending the money to the person it, it can seem as if you're being rude to ask for your money back Um, And that can work on both parties. But I think there's a fine line between knowing that you've lent someone the money and they give it to you back in time um, or or they let you know of the situation um, in regards to being slightly late compared to just not saying anything at all. And, you know, uh, time moves on um, kind of thing. So I think that the borrower asking... uh, for for more money I would call it on top of what they borrowed is a bit risky so um it it can feel a bit it depends on the personalities of the people to be honest with you because if the borrower keeps coming back or has came back for the second time to ask for more money you know depending on the lender they may feel um especially if they're vulnerable they may feel as if they're obligated to help that person, um, depending on the story. They may feel that there is a, a limited time um, to how much they can keep lending. And remember, they can also feel intimidated as well. Um, it's it's one of those tricky situations where some people have the nerve to add religion into the equation. 
Um, so people, depending on what religion you come from, some people, uh, the borrower has the nerve to, you know, bring up some proverbs or bring, bring up something um, from whatever religious book to say, you know, I really could do with some more. And it's for this reason, whether it's the truth or whether it's a lie. Um, so that is another thing that I feel adds towards the risky business because it's worse when the borrower just uses possibly your 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 job title or possibly your online status against you you could be let's think you could be a motivational speaker for example and someone just uses that against you to say well you know I watch your videos I watch your things I see how you are you're doing well you've got this amount of followers you've you've got a book as well um you know you shouldn't be like this you know you come across like this so how come I can't have more of this all those those tactics those um psychological bullying tactics as well is is very rude um but it also adds to the risky business of lending money to family and friends um another thing that I can think of um towards the 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 risky part of lending money is um if time passes um and you know that you're in due of a certain amount of 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 earnings it's one of those things where you have to ask yourself before you lend the money out number one how much they're asking for because to me you know if I was to lend out money you know five to fifteen pounds okay you know yeah it would be nice to get it back um obviously with me being me there would be something written going towards it standard um but what I'm trying to say is with a five to fifteen pound okay say for example that person was very rude they just did not contact you they blocked you for unknown reason um whatever it may be five to fifteen pounds they don't want to know you no more they've got what they needed they're sorting their business and they don't care too less about what's going on with you knowing that they came to you for help um okay that can slide you know um just like the Whitney Houston song it's it's not right but it's okay (laughs) um but at the same time when for me uh the the when you're out of the safety zone for me is when it's £20 or more, I'm sorry, it's like some people might say, look, lush, you know, uh, £50 and more, £100 and more, but listen, no, £20, listen, listen, I got, I got bills to pay and, you know, a home to keep, look, £20 means something, £20 can go towards something, even if it's petrol, <laughs> £20 means something, you know what I mean, so that's when it would be, look, you know, um, my eye is on you, (laughs) you know, I'm going to be staying alert, (laughs) Um, just like uh, the case of, of the fact that you have to stay alert when it comes to certain amounts that you're lending, Um, but at the same time, when I think about my personal experience, I've only lent out money twice in my life, Um, to be honest with you, one has been family member, one has been a friend, and they both have paid me back within the time frame that they're supposed to pay me back. So, you know, touch wood, which I'm touching, um, you know, uh, I'm lucky enough to to have good experiences, but it's not something that I would keep on doing. 
Um, and as I get older in life and as I grow in life, lending is like just a no-no because of that factor of it could hinder the friendship, the relationship, whatever situation, ship, ship. Um, it could hinder it just could hinder everything and sometimes some people's friendships are so valuable and what you have is so valuable um, and so unique you do not want to risk that whatsoever and, and money is always a risky situation so that's another thing I think there are different um, types of people and there's different ways that people characterize themselves around money um, you've got the careful people um, those are the people that save and they work and they save and they work and they save and they work and they're unwilling to to spend anything apart from just paying the bills and that's it. Um, they pay the necessities and that's it. They don't touch any leftover money. It's they save and um, they just don't touch it. They They, they watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they watch the money and and if they die it goes to the fish and and if the fish ain't in the house it goes to the dog and if the dog ain't in the house you know it it, it goes to the plants <laughs> you know um or some people uh like to donate it to charity which is a beautiful thing as well um but but it, it's one of those things where you've got those careful people and that are so careful. They don't even lend out a pound. They don't even lend out 50 cents. <laughs> um, those are the strict people. Very strict. Can't cross them. Can't come to them. Don't know them in terms of money and lending. It don't happen. It don't work. And then you've got the extreme people. Um, we are just complete spendaholics. Um, you know, they have no... Uh, foreseen thinking about tomorrow uh, they don't comprehend what the future may look like they don't have um, a stable future much in mind to work towards if that makes sense um, they, they they just live for today they live for the Amazon they live for the Groupon they live for the eBay on the day they have to spend every single day they don't know what they need to buy um the and I'm talking the extreme people they don't know what they need to have what they need to buy they just need to get something for the day um and some people do need to order something that is actually a necessity within their home for their car or whatever it may be you know some people um, may need a, a dining table because they just really do need one. They haven't got one at all. That is that is like a necessity, something that you need. Um, and with the way that we are in COVID times right now, the online thing is a lot more popular. So a lot more people are possibly spending more than what they need to. I don't know the statistics, but it is, it is a fair thing to say. Um, and you've got those people that just thrive on spending. They don't have no purpose for spending. They just thrive on spending um, and there's no planning to it. There's no specific reason to it. It's wanting it and not having a need for it. Um, so you do have those kind of people. And the third type of people, I would say, are the people that are in between. So the people who work 
Um, and you know spend within reason people who have planning for future or doing a job that may be a job that they're interested in developing their skills in and climbing the ladder in but at the same time people also have jobs just to get by and pay for the bills while they're hustling for their creativity on the side of the profession um, that they really want to live for and really want to do and really want to be. Um, so you have those people that, yeah, they, you know, they spend, but they spend within reason and they always have their savings topped up. They, they're very much of an organized time management kind of a person where they, they've got their eye on, on a lot of things and their house is taken care of or their home life, put it like that, is taken care of and they're keeping within their means Um, but they also find time to spend on themselves so they might treat themselves whether it's I don't know takeaways whether it may be um, they treat themselves to a spa you know so they're not afraid to have a, a proportion of their money where they do spend on themselves to treat themselves just like everyone deserves to be treated Um, so you've got those people that are in between us those people those people it can work it can work. You can go somewhere in life, you know? Um, but then again, it's all about how you're guided. It could be how you're brought up. It could be what you've seen in terms of money management, um, and how you, you, uh, see money, um, to be honest with you and how that dominates you as well. That's a big deal. Um, so all those things add to the risky factor, you know, the borrower asking for, for more. It might be that you have to ask for your own money back. That is also a risky factor. Like I said before, you could be in the limbo situation. That could be a risky factor. You could be in the situation with family and friends where it's awkward at social gatherings, or you have mutual friends in common. That could be a risky factor. You also got the, the survival and the breakdown of your relationship, your friendship, that could be a risky factor. So there's more risky factors out there, um, regardless of what amounts you choose to lend out, than being respectful. You know, I did say earlier before, there are two factors, the two R's, risky and respectful. And, you know, um, the, the, the respectful way, um, I would say, would be the people who ask to borrow money and the lender does lend um but they are aware that that person um depending on if that person has a family whether that person's co-parenting whether that person's a single person um whatever it may be they are aware that they need to pay the money back and they're aware of that person has their own situation and they are respectful to the friendship that they've got with that person as well so those are the respectful people where they don't want it to have an effect on the relationship they know that there's food to go on the table they know that the repayments of loans is important um, and if they're not able to make the deadline of when they should have made it, they they let the person know. They are honest. They are upfront. They keep you up to date. Then the trust is built. You know, everyone's blood pressure is fine. <laughs> Everyone is okay, and everyone's mental state is is uh, uh, kept under under a good control you know uh, there's no arguments or disagreements or there's no vex vexness that's a new word that I've created uh, about it there is 
mutual respect on both ends um and and it's worse as well when uh, a borrower comes to a person in a relationship and that person who's lending out the money hasn't told their partner um as well so you know um when a borrower comes to ask one person who's in a relationship you know they they give the money back on time knowing that you know what it, it, you know they that they know that person hasn't told their partner um that they're lending out 20 30 40 100 500 pounds whatever it may be um so they're respectful to to know that you know what they don't want that relationship to be affected so they'll pay back on time or there's a repayment plan around it um you know Borrowers in particularly, um, which adds to the risky business, uh, coming to think of it, borrowers become so fixated on, sometimes some borrowers, depending who they are, they become fixated on, on not being respectful to the point where the lender will, will bully them. the lender will use bullying tactics it could be sending horrible messages down the phone it could be spreading rumors and the worst case scenario going on social media um that can evolve into a type of abuse as well you know you've got financial abuse physical sexual modern day slavery you've got all types of abuse out there um emotional abuse so it is it can become risky when the the lender takes it so high out of control that they it's almost like the borrower becomes a slave to the lender and they use all these different tactics to bully the borrower that the the borrower has more pressures um unadded pressures that is needed and um not needed to be honest with you on top of trying to repay that person back um so that that can be a serious serious issue um that adds to the risky business i think to be honest with you the emotional ties um it's about how we feel around money because how we feel around money creates an impact on the final financial well-being that we have or the idea of how we see money for ourselves and I think the emotional ties involve a smooth exchange of goods and it it brings emotional power in changing the attitudes and behaviors that you have um and it, it builds or it breaks trust like I said earlier so if you're going to be lending out money definitely definitely think twice you know um do do you have it to lend and think of all the risky factors that are stated as well um as you get older they say you get wiser so to conclude um in regards to the money principles of lending money and and why does money have emotional ties Um, I would say, um, if you think it's risky, then refuse. Give a gentle guide of why you need to refuse and give them a guide to the bank. (laughs) That sounds harsh. And if that don't work, I think the most encouraging and the most, um, empathetic thing that you can do to show understanding 
is is helping that person um, to research for other resources in getting money or um, advising them to a money advisor, which can equally mean you've got to get money to get a money advisor. But you, you've got a lot of um, freeness on YouTube and a lot of things going on now during this lockdown lockdown where people can access free advice lines and videos on how to manage money um and free trials as well and packages um so it could be the case of you might want to sit down with that person and create a budget plan um if they're willing to offload and let you into their personal financial life so if it is a bit risky um then decline or refuse in a gentle manner um, but also help them find ways and how that person can make it better. I also feel that sometimes loving and respecting a person means you have to be selfish um, at the same time. Um, they may get disappointed. They may get mad with you not lending them money. Um, and if that's the case, then that's not your fault. Um and they may be ignorant to not understand that the friendship that you have or the relationship that you have is far more valuable than to break it by adding in money. Um, it's just easier knowing that a relationship doesn't have that jeopardy um, when money in, is involved. Um, I also think it's important, so, so important, if you are going to lend money, be clear be direct. If you have any expectations, make it known. Um, You know, if there's any expectations on when you need the money back, make it known. You can't go wrong with a written agreement. You can't go wrong with a sheet of paper. And you've got so many things now on Google that you can just have and create a template from it's unreal you know access it you know be wise um and do the right thing for your own soul um for your own peace of mind you know um so if you do lend money be honest be open have a written agreement and just and if the person who is asking for money um is is not honest um then at the end of the day some people would say oh i have a gut feeling I just have a gut feeling. Then sometimes your gut feeling is right. <laughs> your gut feeling is right to, to, to not lend. Um, because if that person can't be honest enough or open enough with you and include the potential issues that they have or possibly could be going through, it's a no, no. <laughs> it's a no, no. And also the last point that I'd want to add, um, don't become a home bank just do not become a home bank and that relates into what I was speaking about earlier in terms of if the borrower keeps coming back again for more money don't become a home bank um, to your family and friends Um, never be the center of constantly lending money it is not healthy for your well-being it really isn't and you end up you know and they say it's good to talk but you end up talking about it so much to other people or some people just keep it all in but when you keep it all in you're still damaging yourself as well as talking about it anyway depending on who you talk about it with so I would like to say guys I would really really like to say thank you for for listening to 
the Lucia Wonders Why topic on money principles and lending and the emotional ties that it has as well. So be careful out there. And if you're in a situation right now and you think, oh my goodness, this podcast is speaking life right now, then maybe it's helping you just to think twice. Just think twice about it, you know? Um, and, and and also as well, another point that is just sprung to mind is if you are going to lend money, um, try and do it through online banking because that is evidence um, in a way to say that, you know, how much you've received back um, to say the reference, whatever reference you put on it, to say that you have lent the money. But online banking and a written agreement in any shape or form is the best way is the healthiest way so as I can say those people that try to live rich when their relationship with money is poor (laughs) it ain't gonna work out so you need to fix up real smart um you can find me guys on google podcasts you can find me on spotify anchor fm you can find me on radio cast um you can also find me on overcast Uh, Radio Republic and um, I am really really appreciative of all those who listen and have listened from the start of my journey as well Um, so I can only hope if you have any voice notes that you want to message in feel free to it is much much appreciated and just remember to be smart when it comes to lending out money if you feel that you should and if you shouldn't it's all good. So I say bye for now and speak to you soon. So would you lend money to family or friends? Yes, I would lend money to family or friends, but it depends on the amount and and who I was lending it to, whether I felt confident that I, I would get the money back. And if you wasn't able to get that money back, if you wasn't able to get that money back, how would you then go about the situation? Would you feel like your trust has been broken or would it depend on the circumstances you're in at that time? Yeah, it probably would depend on the circumstances at the time. And I I guess you'd learn from that and possibly not lend that person money again.